presented by No Guts, No Galaxy. New music from one of the brain children that brought you the No Guts, No Galaxy soundtrack. Nautical Monsters by Animatronic. All systems audible. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Tonight, on a very special episode of No Guts, No Galaxy, friendships will be tested, alliances will be broken, battle mix will be discussed. You are listening to No Guts, No Galaxy. The battle for the inner sphere starts now. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 95. My name is Bill, and I'm your host. It is November 6, 2013, and my shout-out, it's going to go to all House Davion. Enough said. Darren, what about you? Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today goes to all of our NGNG TV streamers who together are streaming almost every single day, seven days a week, uh, all throughout the day. Rock on, guys. Brennan. Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell, and my shout is going to go, first of all, to House Merrick, because screw Davians. Uh, second, to Merrick 2.0, which is also excellent, and Aces, uh, Proxis League, Run Hot or Die, and George, for who reads all the silly shit I write. So, thank you. Wow, can he be in Aces and say screw Davians? Brandon's statement was just redacted. He <laughs> works for a mercenary company that is uh, proudly... They're going to give us some of our uh, biggest contracts. What are you doing, man? Yeah, don't worry. We're going to the FR. Blanket party engaged. And of course, welcome to all of our new listeners out there in the world. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the show. And don't forget to check out all of the older episodes. It's pretty crazy. Over two years now. And of course, hey, if you want to help support NGNG, become a sponsor today. And that'll go a long way. We appreciate it. Hey, are you doing a little shopping online? Maybe Christmas is right around the corner. Maybe Amazon or tiger direct help support the show while shopping for cool stuff online by clicking on the links on our site it doesn't add anything to the cost of your order but it's a great way to support the show if you don't want to or cannot donate directly and this week's catalyst game lab sponsorship giveaway week 22 is live we're actually giving away a tro 3039 i will be announcing the winners of the two-year anniversary giveaway week 21 momentarily at least uh via email i'll contact them and post it up but uh congratulations to whoever won the introductory box set, you're going to love it. Hey, any cool mechs come out in 3039? Uh, that's actually a good question. I'm sure if I pull down my TROs, I can I can look. <laughs> but uh, off the top of my head, no, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a dictionary. All right, no so, pulling down your TROs on this show, kid. Well, well, Pull your TROs back up. All right, so MechWare Online, we actually have quite a bit to talk about. 
not only do we have patches, we have some updates and ask the devs questions. So let's go dive into it. And I'm going to get your guys' opinion on this past week and last week. Um, obviously, we had two patches back to back, which is always nice that first Tuesday of the month and obviously the end of the month. So uh, Tuesday, yesterday, new hero mech, the Jester, Catapult. What are your guys' thoughts, Brandon, Darren? I absolutely love it. By far, probably one of my most play. Well, I mean, it just came out as well, but it's probably been what I've mainly been dropping in the past 24-ish hours. All right, so why is that? Why is it uh, your favorite so far? Uh, favorite? Well, definitely out of all the catapults. Uh, I mean, it kind of just replaced my K2 entirely, uh, mainly for those jump jets in combination with the higher up uh, hard points and stuff like that. Uh, so it makes a really good jump snipe mech, which I actually really enjoy. All right, so it has six energy. It has two jump jets, or at least you're able to equip two jump jets. You're able to equip two AMS. Um, it comes with a standard 295 as well, so quite fast. I mean, right off the bat. Now, the K2 obviously actually used to have six energy. For those that didn't know, if you weren't in the closed beta, it had uh, two ballistics, six energy. And uh, at the time, people were running around with uh, six medium pulse lasers and just wrecking. I remember that. That was hilarious. Um so they changed it. Darren, what are your thoughts? Are, are you liking it? Are you, or is it your favorite so far? What? Mm, I think it's a great mech. And, and that's not just from my own perspective and experience, but you know, just hearing the streamers talk about it and uh, community members talking about it, for the most part, everybody's really loving it. Um, I haven't been able to perform in it well because, uh, I don't know, my games lately have been a little off. But I see the, you know, the qualities there with the uh, you know, running a 2ER large four mediums jump jets super fast um i think it you know makes for a very formidable mech well we were talking to jaeger uh 12 last night on the, the stream or yesterday and he got it and he basically said this actually may go into the competitive scene as well just for the fact that it it can do the four er large it can ha- you can do two in the arms and two in the torsos but you could also do a third um one of them in the center torso if you really wanted to now, Brandon and and Darren, you guys both play with aces in the competitive leagues. Do you concur with this? Do you see it being used? Uh, he was basically saying it's smaller than a stalker that carries. The it's equipment. basically yeah, it's basically the smaller version of the stalker, which mounts the uh, four large lasers, which is still a good amount of damage and stuff like that. Uh, the reason I think it's going to go in there once again is basically it's a jump jet PPC boat that's sixty five tons. I, I don't see why you wouldn't run one of those. It's five tons uh, lighter than the Cataphract, which right now is your standard striker. So see how it goes. Right now, it's still up in the air with a lot of builds being played around with and stuff like that. So it's going to be a while before an actual build that basically becomes your standard comes out. But I think there's going to be a lot of potential for the Jester on the competitive scene. Yeah, I'm, I I haven't been playing competitively for a, a little while, so Brandon has to answer that one. But I uh, am looking forward to the Proxis League um, market being updated and seeing if people are buying them and, you know, how many. Well, I was going to say, not only that, the Catapults are sort of known for being taken up by their CT mostly. I mean, let's be real. It's just, it's how Catapults have always been because they have that forward jetting center torso. It is one of those mechs that, even as a heavy, it it's pretty survivable even with an XL compared to some of the other heavies. So not only can you put an XL in it, 
because it doesn't have any ballistics in the left or right torso like the K2, you can fit, you know, quite a bit of double heat sinks in there, your jump jets, and, you know. Anyways, I feel like uh, Jaeger was correct. I, I do think uh, it might be used, and on top of that, I used it. The one issue I had with the two ER large and four mediums was, first off, I didn't have the two X bonuses. Uh, that's a big, you know, having those elite skills even mastered done big. Then also, I feel like maybe a PPC version might be more apt um, just because with the ER large, either you have to boat them, you know, have three or four, or you have to have those hard hitting weapons that the the instant damage, the the volley damage, i.e. PPCs, followed up with maybe you know four mediums or something like that, or two ER large and and two PPCs. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I like it. And I would say for me, the biggest selling point to the Jester to a lot of people would be the jump jets. It's an energy based, has jump jets. Uh, someone on the stream earlier today was like, that's not a selling point. I was like, the hell it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. The- that's one of the reasons why all the comp teams uh, rushed out and got it once that the jump jets were confirmed. Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, just huge. He was complaining because he was basically saying that the jump jets weren't enough, that they only go 12 yards or whatever. I don't, I, I think they are enough. I've been able to jump from the bottom of the canyon network to the top. You can obviously Pop-Tart with them, so I think it's enough. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's, it's good for Pop-Tarting. Once you put the PPCs in the arms, because they sit so high up on the frame, you don't even have to jump all the way up over a ledge. You just jump up to where your cockpit's level, then your sh- shots go right down over it. Yeah, and then not, not just that. Just for the fact of maneuverability. That, to me, um, I, I, you know, obviously Pop-Tarting or, you know, jump sniping or just, just in general. But being able to maneuver Canyon Network, I mean, you know, uh, River City, a lot of those maps, having jump jets is a godsend. But anyways, another thing with the uh, Jester, to, to, before we move on, the new camo pattern on it. Um, I'm not going to lie, I was not very thrilled with the colors they chose stock-wise. But once you throw on whatever colors you like out there, I, I like it, uh, you know, white, red, and black. Uh, Ace's, Ace's colors looks really good. And actually, those uh, Bedcom colors, man. Yeah, I know. I've seen you rock them. Uh, very, very nice. So, altogether, I like the Jester. It'll be interesting to see how it plays. And then, obviously, we'll have to touch base with the competitive side and see how well or if it's being used at all. Obviously, we've got, uh, with the Catapult Founders mech, we also have the Catapult Geometry. There have been some complaints about the Catapult A1, specifically the missile racks. Obviously, as they load um, missiles on, there looks like to be some extra geometry of missiles on the left or right of the, the pods, if you will. And, and under uh, as well. Yeah, and under. But the majority, I think the problems are, is people were wondering, hey, if I take off all missiles, the pod should disappear. I was sort of expecting that, or maybe nubs uh, like the K2. But uh, what happens if you only put uh, Street 2s in the in the arms? And a lot of people were wanting just one of those thin missile you know, racks, and it'd have a slimmer profile. And uh, my thoughts on that is I would actually like to see that. I think it makes sense from the geometry changes we've seen so far. The question is whether PGI will do that. Um, and then on top of that, do they feel like it's a priority to go back and, and change that? But I don't think it's a big deal. I think it would just be icing on top of the cake. I, I like the geometry changes and, uh, you know, the catapult. You can see where there is some issues, complications, and from technical perspective, having different missile types stacking upon each other. But I definitely think they need to look at that. And obviously it may play into later builds like the, the Omnimex and stuff like that and the clans. All right, so another thing uh, we saw yesterday during the Twitch stream and today, and uh, I think Jaeger said it uh, perfectly when he was talking to Garth. He said, thank you for the Artie and Airstrike graphic changes. The explosions are glorious. 
Um, I've been hit by them so many times lately, and uh, I've seen them dropped on people, and it looks beautiful. Yeah, I actually used them today when we were streaming and uh, blew off some of these components with them. So <laughs> not not to mention the other people I hit, but it was cool to see a component uh, message. I was going to say, Jaeger actually died to one of the Artie Strikes yesterday, too, while we were streaming. That was, uh, he was like, oh, yep. shit. I've seen that happen a few times now. Now, um, just quick uh, yes or no. Do you like it, uh, Brennan, Darren? Do you like the fact that you can see the smoke? Yes. Yes. Fair enough. I don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was just, the reason why I paused is because I was thinking about other games where uh, something similar, you know, like um, Planetside 1 used to have kind of a, uh, similar to an arty strike, and there was a warning, there was a, you know, something that popped up so you knew it was going to happen. I mean, I, mean, I think... Look. This isn't 2013. You don't need to pop white smoke for the A10 Warthog coming and doing a strafing run. To me, I no. You need like, to pop red smoke. Well, no, yeah, right. What, <laughs> red. Where's the blue? We need to drop ship here. Um, I, I just feel like it gives it away, and I, I feel like it'd be even more dangerous if you didn't see the smoke. That's just me. Like I've uh, I've literally avoided ones, uh, and it totally I I don't know to to the game balance. A, a hardcore part of me wants no smoke. Right. Hey, if you get hit by it, you get hit by it. You shouldn't have been standing still. But I feel like the smoke on one side, I can see where it's a little bit forgiving. Uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like uh, me personally, I would have no problem if it just disappeared. All right. We also have the UAV bonus uh, went live with the patch. Huge thumbs up. Brandon, you were popping out UAVs during Twitch yesterday. Totally glean like a little schoolgirl, And you were racking up some XP and C-bills, correct? Tons of it. All of it so much like so much dosh and so much gxp it was amazing now do you think that helps lights or just helps uavs in general or are lights the only ones that carry uavs i've seen other mechs carry uavs but to be perfectly honest the spider or the jenner the really fast mechs that have your thing is you want to run straight in pop the uav and get out and then because they're not going to notice it and then that also gives your team if you have lrms basically unlimited fire support and with this combination if you're running an lrm team i run in with the spider pop my uav i'm going to be getting so much gxp or so much xp so much so many c bills just by popping a uav it's actually going to give an incentive to do that sort of thing all right so thumbs up across the board from from me darren i'm assuming you feel the same way uh, Brandon again was breaking out into song as as BB puts it yesterday. You were you were quite happy, and you know I think it's one of those things where um, yes, we need more of these little things that, especially when you take on a certain role, that you get rewarded. Um, and obviously, you know, lights going around and capping. I still feel like that. Um, maybe they need a, a weight uh, modifier on that, like the, the smaller would... mech you are, you, you get more points and reward. Um, doesn't go by quicker, but. So the lighter, the more points you get for capping. I think that would probably work out. I, I would like to see a little bit more for capping as well. I would like to see something that, an indicator on the score screen or something like that, like how much time you spent in the cap zones or something like that, just to say you were actually doing something, you weren't just off dicking around in the light. Because sometimes you do need, you, you need to be rewarded. I mean, uh, not just sometimes, you need to be rewarded across the board as playing a light mech, especially, even not even a light mech. Sometimes you're in a medium or heavy and... You know, you've got a cat. I mean, that's the that's the only way. So, we also had the uh, blackjack champion come out, the Bam Bam. Um, this is actually my BJ One Bam setup. Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil everyone. Yes, actually, I was asked for the setup. 
I gave it to someone and obviously made it a game, so I was super excited. Um, I love the BAM. It's a great setup. I recommend it to everyone. Check it out. Um, I, I will be honest. I wanted a hero blackjack with the BAM, um, but uh, yeah, we got a champion instead. So anyways, I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, I don't know... To be honest, I'm, I'm not going to buy one just for the fact that it only gives you XP or GXP. Because what's the point of buying champions? I mean... <laughs> well, just in general, I don't need XP. Um, you know, uh, and I already have the BJ1. Um, so for me, uh, it doesn't really help me. Now, someone that is out there and wants to get into the Blackjacks and get a bunch of XP, it would work out. But I still feel that champion mechs, they need they need a little bit of love. Like, even like... They need a, more love. They need even... Even if you did like five percent C bills, or ten percent, like cut the just yeah, just cut it in half. Do break like it in half. 50, yeah, do like or even more than half. Do ten 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 percent ten percent because I believe it's what thirty thirty for the uh, mm-hmm. the, the increased rate. So I mean, even ten ten, or if you want to do half fifteen fifteen, I mean, now it'll I, give more incentive. At the end of the day, it really depends on I'm sure the analytics from what PGI has, but that is something I think we need to ask Brian because. Everyone I've asked that says, hey, I'm not going to buy a tr- uh, the champions because of that. They want the C-bill bonus. They want to run it a lot and get extra C-bills. They don't want to get extra XP. But maybe uh, internally, people do do that. And then they uh, trade it, you know. Yeah, the, yeah so I don't know. Um, another big change for the patch for everyone out there. Seismic sensor module changes. So what changed? Basically, no more detecting while you're moving. So you can only get pings when you're stopped. And then on top of that, ballistics and missiles, when impacting the ground, will set off seismic. Now, it finally brought seismic sensor into the, the ring, the, the equality ring, I think. It's been OP forever. We all knew it. It was it was, it was glorious as it rained, but it had to change. Uh, it was a go-to pretty much for every mech. Now, I actually feel that uh, it's still going to have a place, especially for mechs that maybe uh, snipers or uh, someone that wants to watch, make sure no one's on their six within that range. But bringing it in line with the other modules, I like it. Now, as soon as we kicked it off, the Twitch stream yesterday, it actually sort of reminded me of before Seismic was in there. You know, you had to rely on and paying attention where you are, situational awareness. And for me, I think that helps me play. And I think I was too reliant on Seismic for information. What about you guys? Once again, I still have not bought Seismic Sensor, so I don't know changes. I find that most of the time that I'm really using Seismic, I am stopped anyway. You know, sometimes you get in a chase or whatever, and you're chasing a light through a city, and so that can't happen anymore. But it was fine by me, and I mean, basically, I think it's a good change overall because you don't want any one module to be something that everybody has to take all the time because it's that OP. So, yeah, I agree. Good changes. Now, the question is, we'll have to ask you, Brandon, and touch base with the others on the competitive side, does this change things? Um, and I know I was talking to Jaeger, and he basically said he thought it would, and it might force... Or- oh, I think it definitely will. Uh, I know a lot of the competitive people were saying this is perhaps a little bit too much of a nerf, and that I know I asked Garth about it in one of the streams earlier, but what they would... I know talking with the, some of the competitive guys, what they would like to see is have it like maybe if you're walking at a certain percentile, so like you're only walking at 20 or 25%, your seismic still works. But once you go above that in your speed, that it cuts off again. But I'll have to agree with, uh, you know, the, the whole walking around a corner and then 
you know, slamming into, you know, a lance of mechs because you're running and gunning. That sort of oh shit response is back. I, I like that. You know, again, it's we don't want this thing to be too OP and it go it's a go to, right? You know, and I, I feel like that's a thin line of the balancing and it has been OP. Even with the the nerf it had a while ago where it went from four hundred meters down to, you know, two hundred and like forty to hundred and eight still ridiculously OP. And uh anyways, I'm and, glad it's and that's that's part of piloting an atlas you want to be able to create that oh shit experience for people i mean if you if you can't walk around a corner and scare the shit out of people in an atlas what's the point <laughs> all right so that was it for the patch across the board i liked i like the fact that we had two patches in a row they weren't huge um obviously this one added content added the mech added the geometry changes to the catapult so you know i know we have more stuff coming and you heard brian on the last podcast he said there's a lot coming this holiday and speaking of which the next thing on our list is we have DX11 tests actually going on tomorrow. And basically it's from 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. PST and then again 4 to 6. So this is two times during the day that everyone can get in there and give it a test. So this is for DX11. You know, we asked Brian last week if the mechs in the in the UI 2.0 preview were higher res texture. I still think it was. I don't know. Maybe I'm cray. I don't know. Cray cray. Um, but... He did say that DX11 is going to open the doors to a lot of things, and we saw that's what Matt uh, Matthew Craig said as well. That DX11 opens the doors to some, you know, better performance, but then allows them to add more technical stuff behind the scenes. Speaking of technical updates for November, um, obviously we've got the DX11 test tomorrow. We've got sales bundles. Um, apparently, with UI 2.0, they can allow the addition of sales. And they don't have to require the server to be restarted, which is huge, I think. And so I guess for me, bundles, I think, would be really cool. We've got hit detection. They're looking into SRMs. And for some odd reason, they're suffering from accuracy loss. I haven't noticed this, but again, I haven't really paid attention. I mean, I use SRMs on my Victor, but I haven't seen any issues. Have you guys? With SRM hit detection, certain mechs are really bad. Uh, There's certain times when you mechs could be standing still apart from one another you launch srms and for some reason your hits just you see the explosions and your crosshairs light up but there's no detection for some reason except for maybe one or two out of the volley of six all right well that's being looked into it looks like matchmaking uh ui 2.0 will bring tonnage limits and a new way to try and help higher elo people find matches and bring better balance now for the first time i've ever really had to think about Hyelo, when we were playing with uh, Jaeger, we had uh, Jaeger, Garth, myself, and who did we have? Um, sorry. Nash? Was Nash? Brandon. Brandon. No, sorry. Oh, hi. Thanks sorry. for... No, uh... totally. <laughs> no so the four of us were playing yesterday and I was playing in a Highlander and we, we, we were getting matches pretty quickly. Um, I was playing a Highlander level the 732 up. And then as soon as I dropped into a blackjack and in my medium category we failed to find match uh twice i think and then we constantly played uh really high elo it was actually really fun it was challenging i'm not gonna lie um i did enjoy it we i think we were even seven seven at the end of the day but with that being said the biggest takeaway point from my whole point of this is running into the higher elo bracket you had a whole whole lot of highlanders and we were taking, you know, three mediums and, and Jaeger was in his Highlander at the time. And 
for that tonnage amount versus a lance of Highlanders is very difficult to overcome. And so I cannot wait for matchmaking to bring the tonnage limits in in public matches. Not I'm not talking about, you know, uh, matchmaking as far as 12v12s or, you know, um, down the road, obviously, when they get in the being able to sink drop against another team, you know, all that. I'm talking about random match ma- uh, matchmaker to break up those groups. But I will also say this. I feel like if a high elo player is playing by himself, it should drop him into you know the medium i guess category uh, you know as far as the elo bracket i feel like that would really suck being a high elo player and just never you heard jaeger he said he, there's sometimes during the night he can't get matches at all and just by himself and i feel like that would really suck and just it's like being punished for you know i guess being a better pilot they've also got stability uh, they're looking to improve obviously mainly with dx11 i'm gonna try to reach out to matt craig and get a little bit of more info on this you know, break it down. I know a lot of people want the game to look better or more flashy, this and that, uh, because that's what they think DX11 does. But I'm wondering if it's more just stability across the board and allows them to, uh, you know, move things in like tessellation and you know, destructible environments and stuff like that later on. Yeah, I remember who was it that we had on? Somebody was basically saying it's not going to make the game look all, you know, it's not going to, it's not like the game's going to get a makeover because DX11. Yeah, I think a lot of people just think, oh, DX, you know, DirectX 11, it's just better across the board. Well, it just means you have more options, and, and you know, obviously you can make the same looking game, you know, with DX9 to DX 11, but it's the technology, the systems behind it um, that really make DX 11 shine. Obviously, stability. Um, what I'd love to see is obviously 64 bit um, MechWarrior 2 as well. Uh, if it's not using, I don't think it uses 64, I think that would be cool as well. And of course, the biggest thing with uh, DX11, and we heard Brian confirm this last week, is multi-GPU support. Please, please, and please. 64-bit MechWare Online and multi-GPU support. I'm happy for a while. All right, so we have asked the devs, and now I'm going to read the question and read the answer, and then I want to hear your guys' opinion about this. So let's go dive in it. I'll take the first one. Darren, if you want to get the second one. Uh, the first one is Chris M, and he says, Do you have any ideas, plans to add Omnimechs? Uh, so we only have to buy one variant of each mech. Uh, much more expensive, which we'll equip at, at will. And their answer was, We uh, we have an Omnimech design in the works right now. So it didn't, they said we have Omnimechs, but they didn't necessarily say do you only have to purchase one i think what he's uh, what he's asking is can you purchase like the timberwolf chassis and then buy like the let's just say i don't know how they're going to do it but the a you know um hard points bravo hard points delta you know what i'm saying loadout a loadout b loadout c you know alpha kit for you know the timberwolf a prime kit and stuff like that um, because actually that's how they were in the novels i don't know if some people they're not actually different mechs they're one mech. It's like the Timberwolf chassis, and you're adding these extra, you know, the that prime kit, the alpha kit, and stuff like that. How do you guys feel about that? Are, are you, do you want kits or do you want individual chassis, like variants? Mm, I honestly have not even given it any thought. I mean, I, I kind of like the. Kids. All right, you talk about kits. I, I don't. I'm indifferent right now. You you just want more info before you can even comment. Yeah, I, it's too early for me to think about it, honestly. Yeah. And I I'm think- and I'm not really hardcore clan you know i think it'd be an interesting alternative because i mean you can't change your engine you can't change your ferro uh, your armor you can't change your steel and stuff like that so your 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 center torso is basically locked down same with your left and right torso so the only thing i can think of is won't they introduce like arm kit packages type of thing 
and then you can just use your GXP to unlock the weapon kits that would go on the mech itself. So you're not actually loading up weapons individually onto it, but rather you're getting the um, Omni mech, uh, Omni arms and stuff like that put on instead using your experience that you earn through uh, using the mech. Next question is from Zenroth, and he says, What do you think about the not-so-common weapons that are exi- already exist in the timeline, like the Long Tom and Swarm LRM? Will we see them in the future? And the answer is, we're focused on clan tech weapons and items currently. After that, we can look at adding any other items that are currently available in the 3050 era. Well, first of all, were there mechs equipped with Long Toms? If there are, I've, I've, I don't remember. I think it's more of the option that it's it's like all the others like BAP or any of the weapons it doesn't matter if it came equipped it's the customization part I think that's what they're asking yeah but isn't a long tom like there are a few mechs that have them I don't know about the 30 wow. time frame there is I think one or two alright then um, I mean it makes oh. sense to me that they're working on clans right now and you know there's so many freaking weapons if you go to Sarna and you look at the weapon list oh my god uh, so much stuff to add over the years, and I'm sure they'll be added, uh, you know, regularly after they get the clans in. Apparently, just to autocorrect there, um, there was no mech ever produced with the Long Tom around it. So, you know, I we had the Long Tom in Mechware Living Legends. I didn't like it. Uh, or, no, it was on a vehicle. Uh, but it was devastating. But it also died really quick. But uh, just uh, FYI, there was a future mech called the Sniper with an artillery cannon. Uh, but it wasn't a long time, so... Yeah, that that sounded a little bit to me like, uh, will we be able to equip an M1A1 to our mech? I mean, it, it did throw me there for a second. Well, that's well I don't know about you, but uh, 20 points of armor, rear center torso on an Atlas, I could just strap on like an entire commando, <laughs> and it'll just be as the same. Well, you can imagine what would happen, and, you know, if one of these could basically kill like a mech in one shot. Yeah, no. Um, as far as other weapons... I'm down for this. Um, obviously, you've got uh, just just to throw some some weapons out there. ATMs for the clans, right? ATM three, six, nine, twelves. You have uh, heavy lasers as well. You have let's uh, let's clarify what ATM stands for. Advanced uh, tactical missile. Okay. Continue. And Boo joined us in case you want his opinion. Boo. Yep, I was right. Advanced Tactical Missile. I had to go to Sarno just to <laughs> check. I was like, ah, I probably just spoke out of my ass. I thought I'd... Speaking Anyways, of ass, ATM has another meaning. That's why I had you clarify. Yes, ATM. Um, we also have heavy lasers out there for the clans as well. Um, they're just basically shorter range, heavy hitting, higher heat. Uh, you have rotary auto cannons for the inner sphere. Um, you have actually a bunch of stuff. Now, th- those are your mainstream items. Obviously... We have things like swarm LRMs. That's a different type of ammunition. There, there's, there's a ton of weapon systems out there. But honestly, I think once UACs and the different streaks and the different LBX weapons get introduced, all of our current configs may change. So just even then. But uh, good question, I think, Zen. Glow Hallow says, We recognize some buildings which are damaged. Any plans to introduce destroyable buildings, environmental... Uh, assets uh, blocks to the waves or example exploding gas tanks and it's they basically said yes it's part of the future collisions all i gotta say is yes yes and yes um environmental assets and not all the buildings have to be destructible but destructible assets knocking over trees uh running into cars stomping stuff like that 
needs to happen. It immers, immer, just the immersion factor in general is just so important there, guys. Uh, so, you know, anyone from PGI, yes, yes, and yes. Any games we play that has that, it just it, it sucks you in even more. And you expect it, you know. Um, and obviously, I think uh, this was, Brian was saying, this was hindrance on DX11, though. So DX11 has to go in before destructible environment and buildings go in. Next question is from Kamikaze, and he says, will the knockdown mechanic ever be reintroduced to the game? And the answer is yes, as part of the collision module, which we've already heard uh, from Brian in previous podcasts that it is coming back. Ooh, ooh, can I read one then? Just to comment on that, you know, it'll be interesting how they introduce a collision module. Again, I understand when we were talking about it with Garth, and he said, you know, you can't punish... Just, you know, he was actually just talking about light mechs, and I think he was very near narrow-minded when it came to that and i feel like it's a it's a balancing mechanic on being able to just run around and uh, even if you're in a medium because maybe mediums will push 90 kph if you can just run around and you don't really have to worry what you're knocking into or running into i feel like it'll make the player base better pilots in general having collisions in now the one thing i i garth did have me uh sort of concede on and i do agree is you don't want to punish especially new players and you don't want to punish players too crazy like it's it's supposed to just be a part of battle not the one factor that basically makes you dead every single time so you know coming to a stop if you run into another mech or you know when you run into a you know all those things like i can i can understand that but the collision module i'd like to know more information on that because it's like well does that mean if you have the module included you don't get knocked down or that means you're able to knock down mechs you know and then will we see the dragon bowling league come back <laughs> more info needed absolutely but the one thing is that you know i'm kind of in between because i think it's a super delicate balance for the first time ever we're seeing a mech warrior game where light mechs are viable and people play them uh i think if you if you do push too hard then they'll just go you know the way of light mechs in the past so you 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 want there to be balance but you also uh don't necessarily want to do something just because it'll teach people to be better pilots you need that overall role warfare and you know lights being viable still yeah but they shouldn't be able to run around at 170 maybe even faster you heard uh, brian say they have to get mask in for the clans and some of the clan mechs that to me there's a difference between skill of a light mech pilot and them utilizing ridiculous speeds and obviously you know with hit detection and hitboxes on like the spider it being an issue now other light mechs not so much but if something's going 200 plus kph it shouldn't be able to just you know what i'm saying like run everywhere and run into mechs and not there, there should be something that takes uh, place whether it's knockdown or they come to a stop there there needs to be a checks and balances i think on that George, why don't you take the next one? Okay, well, uh, Ronan is our asker of our next question, and his question is, what are the maps you're currently working on? Maybe in the order of completeness? And the answer was, the HPG is coming out in December. And after that, we're not sure quite yet. We have a few prototype levels in the works for Community Warfare. Cool. Now, have we heard talk? We have heard talk of the jungle map, right? Yes. We have and... heard jungle Yep. And another... Um, Something to do with a, uh, a pyramid cut in half and stretched out. What was that map? Well, the archipelago, was that Crimson Strait? Did they change the name for that? Yes. Or... yes. Okay. Uh, well, obviously the Lunar Escape, which is the HPG, 
Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like to see, not I'm not gonna lie, I'd like to see a desert map. You know, like again, what Canyon Network is in desert? I don't think. Well, it, well he's probably talking about Tourmaline Desert, but you, yeah, I mean, like you're talking yeah, like that like, one well, in Living Legends. Living Legends, all it was the yeah. Smoke Jag Homeworld or something. But, like, so, um, yeah, okay, no, I don't. Like a like a rolling dunes with maybe. Well, maybe a yeah, savannah, rolling dunes, uh, where there's still cover, and then obviously it can follow like a river, like and there's a town or something. A river know, something, runs through it. You know, something different. Um, you know, and bright and colorful. Uh, I will say uh, more color. I was, I was yeah, color would be nice to have again. I was thinking just have a normal temperature map again because that would be nice. Because right now we have a whole lot of hot maps, and you just want to run your map. jester. Well, couldn't you Should do a, a temperate map and make it colorful? Like, it's a green, lush world. Well, we've got the so jungle, jungle coming. Not so much jungle, but, you know, more like, you know, open forest. Flower planet. An oasis. Fields oh, of go. daisies. No, we, let's, let's be real here. I mean, we all want it. Uh, everyone wants it. So, whoever the I, map. I, I want a, uh, a map created by, what's that? Thomas Kincaid. Yes. Oh, a painter of light. Yes, I want a map created by him. And we can we can have like LEDs inserted at strategic <laughs> points. That'd be perfect. All right, so the next can, question is: Can we is, get like a happy little map? Can we get the Bob Ross map in there as well? Yes, with happy little trees. All right, so the next question is: We have a uh, Nord's dish. I don't know Nord dish. Fnordish. I don't know. Um, how much lead time will we get before the patch is launched that allows the forming of Merc companies? They say two to four weeks. I think that's important. Um, next question is: We have. Uh, Katerian Enforcer, he says a lot of questions are... What was that? I was going to say, this here is the bonus, part of the bonus question section as well. Alright, and his question is, a lot of questions are about things with no ETA or otherwise very little to update us about. Is there anything you can talk about more that's not commonly asked about? And that's a big question. Yes, and the answer is going to come soon in the form of a new format for the CDU and ATD. So, it looks hmm. like they're working on a new format for all of that and i think that's really important the atds used to be like two pages long it was ridiculous it was so much reading wall Um, of text yeah wall of text which i would read through every weekend yes we would still do and i still feel like it's improved but what i feel like and i've said this is pgi needs to do like a, a twitch broadcast a youtube video of them sitting in the office doing humanize the devs obviously but then also have some interaction see their excitement you know build a relationship not just through text i mean and i think it's huge so maybe leave, i don't know leave easter eggs in the video like yeah. have, i don't know like uh something that's still a work in progress maybe hiding or state pinned up somewhere in the background and then everyone will be like flipping shit and talking about it and generating hype yep I feel like that's important, so I don't know. I'll reach out and ask and see if we can get any info- information about that. All right, so let's go to move on. We've got the Dev Stalker section. We've got Thomas, and Thomas talks about uh, two new modules. Uh, one reduces the screen shake by 33%, not HUD shake, screen shake. Uh, it will help pop tarting. Uh, because of the extra screen shake when taking damage in the air a few patches go. Also, the other was reduce in deacceleration or acceleration when coming down. It, I don't know if it will really be used, but he talked about him. <laughs> uh, the next one actually is really important, and Paul basically says half-ton ammunition is being investigated. It's one thing that they're looking at now. 
some people were freaking out like oh my god that's blasphemy half ton ammunition and i'm like why not like that's that's battle tech actually like that's in the novels like hey I, you know we you got a few extra tons and they throp some you know strap some ra- more rounds in there and it's not the end all be all i mean it's half a ton that takes one crit uh i'm assuming so i'm down for it but uh just to let you guys know they are considering that um because there are some instances where you have half a ton and what do you do you strip off some armor from your legs to get a full ton because that's all you can do and uh, yeah I'm, I'm down for that uh, Paul also talks about, uh, and I think this is huge, hitbox updates. Um, first to receive the hitbox updates are the awesome, the Atlas, the Ryan, the Spider. Awesome first tuning will appear mid-November patch. Thank you. Um, and then he says, reminder, this is not host date rewind. Uh, rather, the hitbox on the mech and the damage allocation. Now, I don't know if PGI will have the time or even has thought about this, but some of those mechs, I feel like, especially the awesome, are so bulky. They're like a bus they could really do with a little bit trimming i don't know is that just crazy brandon darren like the physical geometry like the actual like size of it i feel like they could adjust some portions to make it a little bit more less barn like brandon um i mean yeah definitely you could (laughs) you could do anything you could make it 10 times the size i don't really feel that this is an issue i feel that that's what an awesome is either it's eh, whatever well, what I'm saying is it's so easy to hit from the front and the side. Now, granted, it, it does do a good job on protecting it, its torsos when it's torso twisted, its arms. But uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. All right, Brian also has a uh, reference to the uh, clock function on MW website. Uh, the clock rollback was an accident. Uh, announcement was made as they did. It was obviously it was listed as 3048. It was not on purpose, and they fixed it. It's back to 3050. Um, so don't worry. All of you Blakist extremists, conspiracy theorists, put it away. Tinfoil hats. Um, and that's pretty much it for this past week. Uh, a lot of information, a lot of stuff that I feel like we we need to give another month. We need to see how uh, Seismic plays out uh, two weeks from now, um, you know, a month from now. The Jester, is it going to be viable across the board? I can tell you, I pretty much see him every single match. But it just came out yesterday. It's same thing with all the heroes. The Boar's Head, how many... God, atlases did we see for like weeks and weeks and weeks? Well, we're finally back to a t- time where it's not all Phoenix mechs as well, and yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. whenever anything comes out, that's the way it is. Except for the Shadowhawk and Battlemaster, those things are. And thought, actually, you know what? Out of all of the mechs, I still see and Locust. I would still see. I feel like the Phoenix mechs fit right in across the board. Mm-hmm. I, I think they replaced a lot of people's favorites. Matt, favorite mechs in Pugging, and, yes, yeah. All right, uh, moving on to MechWare Tactics. Just a heads up for those that are founders. Um, apparently, your founder stuff is now in-game. Um, that's all really that we know. Um, obviously, it's still under NDA, but founders um, content is in-game. So if you haven't checked out Tactics, make sure to do so. And uh, you know, as soon as we can talk about it publicly, we will. And maybe we can see if we can do another uh, playthrough sometime and uh, get some streaming on NGNG TV. I mean, Darren will uh, reach out and see if that's possible. For the Mech Manor Gold modding corner, just to update, obviously, for those that uh, aren't aware, um, I'm working with a select few programmers to create modding tools for Mech Manor Gold. Um, it basically opens the door to so much. If you'd like more info, head over there. Uh, we're going to be updating. There's going to be a ton of information, and we're actually going to be, like, 
it's going to be community sort of made and when we will need your help and you know obviously there are some technical issues I have to get over like being able to run the program and, and get to the the editor and stuff like that but uh we have all that information for you guys so that's coming all right battletech the board game we've got chaos born book one is out uh-huh. this is, follows the chaos of regulars are mercenaries born on the battlefields of the planet Akamar at the dawn of the Word of Blake's hor- horrific jihad. Orphans of a shattered mercenary battalion, they were forged in a crucible of combat into one of the most reliable mercenary battalions in the Inner Sphere. I, you know, is this, where's this located? At Battle Corps? Yes. Well, almost, it sounds interesting, doesn't it? No, this is actually on Amazon. Like, yeah, uh, saying, like digital. It, it, it's a Battle Corps written. Oh, so they're doing this again in digital downloads. Nice. Yes, mm. yes this is why I About tried to push freaking it time. Week, but no. Mm. That was one of my biggest requests yeah. to Randall when he was on, is just get these things back on Amazon, man. I read books on my Kindle like freaking crazy. Well, but is it, it, it more of these. one that was, it was sort of created through gameplay, if, if it's what I'm thinking of? Not that I'm aware of, but I'm going to reach out to, to Randall and get more info and he was supposed to be showing up on the show soon, so I need to I need to reach out. He's a busy maybe man. for our one hundredth ep- or yes, one hundredth episode. Maybe for that. All right. And of course, anyways, I just want to say thank you to everyone, our community, our other staff members for supporting us. It was a great show, and we got more content obviously coming out on our Facebook and our Twitter, YouTube, all that. So make sure to head over there and check all that stuff out, guys. It's a great way for us to uh, keep you guys up to date on what's going on. And uh, you guys to give us feedback on what you want to see. And, of course, congratulations to all of our giveaway winners. I've sent out emails. I need to find... Actually, I need to get the giveaway winner for our sponsors as well. Thank you again. And you guys are going to be rocking out. Whoever wins the sponsorship giveaway, which is 3000 MC, a shimmering sword, custom poster, sexy mech porn all over. And, of course, the NGNG coffee mug. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hill. And this is George. Until next time, Mech Warriors. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me, you can feel it on my skin. But there is more with it. Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever disconnected from you
balls, 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 balls. This is balls. <laughs>